Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the Voice Memo podcast. Em and I are here today in my apartment for our long-awaited dust debate uh, featuring the brand Wild One. We have their adaptogen blends. We have their turmeric latte, their cacao blend, matcha. So we're, Emma, what are you what are you sipping on? I'm yeah. Wild One was uh, very kind to send us some goodies to test out. Um, I'm sipping on the yoga in a cup. It's it's very yummy. Um, it's for when you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed the fuck out, or just need some zen in your life. It's supposed to like blizzard in an hour or two, so I'm in the mood just to be cozy. Um, I've kind of been overdosing on like hot chocolate, yeah, adaptogens lately. So I decided to mix it up with this one. It's got reishi, it's got ashwagandha, it's got some nutmeg, cinnamon. All a girl could want. Yeah, truly. All a busy girl boss could need, you know. Emma and I, uh, I'm almost done with finals. I think, Emma, you're done, done? Yeah, I got, like, two finals, but basically done. Basically done. We're (laughs) we're all mentally done. Mm -hmm. Uh, As soon as we started potting, we're like, we're done with everything else. Um, We're in podcast school now. Uh, I chose the... Golden Glow Up, which is their beauty boosting turmeric latte. It also features some tremella mushroom and ashwagandha, you know, to reduce inflammation uh, because I am very inflamed naturally. Uh, so I could use some de stressing as we're going to chat with you girlies. We did a little questions tab because we want to see what you guys are curious about, get to know the audience better. Um, yeah, we got a wide range of questions, so we kind of broke them down into different little, like, genres or sections. Um, so yeah, let's, do we want to just hop into it? Let's just hop into it. Um, we're excited to have you guys. There's going to be a lot more, I think, community building content. We're really t- honing into what type of listeners we have, so this will just be the launching of creating an oat girl collective we'll say but all right we'll get back to you in a bit and we'll have the dust debate okay girlies we are back we chugged rest of our adaptogen tonics we're ready to get on into the silliness that is the q a i gave emma a few of my um beauty chocolates yeah they're like they're like little m&ms that apparently have like b12 and collagen so i better wake up with like incredible b12 levels and like gorgeous skin <laughs> tomorrow i will be emrot <laughs> uh so first first section so you guys can sit down uh, and think about it are vegan wellness questions a lot of y'all are either on your plant-based journey we have some plant-based experts some girls who have an entire like routine and are just looking for small tweaks but some people who are like entirely new to the whole game so we're here for all levels um, first kind of opening question is how did you guys learn about gut health, veganism, any sort of wellness things, supplements? I feel like it's just a slippery slope. I don't know. I mean, one time you're just watching a vegan in a van in Hawaii eating b- bananas all day. And then you're suddenly like, what's B12? For me, it was really quick. I was just watching YouTube videos of weirdos. And then you get into fitness you get into like all of the weird health stuff yeah it's a lot of rabbit holes like I remember actually like my dad is again weirdly like a supplement god and so when I was younger I'd always see him like taking like I don't know fish oil in the morning before taking me to school and he always had like calm magnesium and so like little 
health conscious me being like 13 years old, I would sneak into his like pantry and be like, oh, what's this weird powder? And I would like experiment with it. Um, Any funny recipes as a kid? Um, no. Make, make calm magnesium, uh, not like quite. banana ice cream floats or not something? Not quite, not quite. Okay. But you know, that, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> like Kate said, I think it's just like you kind of go into a rabbit hole and it's a very like organic um, process. I feel like once I started listening to podcasts, that's kind of when I started learning a lot more I like started listening to all these health podcasts so yeah it's like I it just happened there wasn't really like a defining moment where I was like I'm gonna like start learning about this and I also think with like veganism and wellness like if you are a consumer in the free market (laughs) most products have some sort of like flashy advertising about the health benefits of the food like health is a trend and whether or not that's good or bad and brands are tapping into that like if you're looking at kombucha and they they'll write something about like gut on the product Or if you're buying, like, tempeh and it's, like, fermented food, like, I think a lot of it came up when I was grocery shopping and then I would have, like, the inquiry or the interest to, like, research more about these things. Um, But I think it was a lot of, like, going vegan and I was always worried from, like, the eating disorder past of, like, lacking nutrients. I think that's how my, like, health side, wanting to be preventative and take care of my body and, like, make sure I'm not depriving my body in a new way by going vegan. I just, like, very, wanted to be very secure about that. yeah. Um, next question is vegan starter pack recipes, kind of like what do we pantry recommendations or meals we often eat? Um, so I definitely just think like having the staples of like beans, rice, just basically like fruits and veggies. You can really make any sort of meal with those type of things and they're pretty affordable. Um, yeah, always like nuts and seeds, peanut butter, just like your basics. Um, for favorite like vegan dinners, um... I keep it pretty simple. Like, I'm cooking for one. I don't need to impress myself that much. Um, All my stuff, like, looks like shit. But (laughs) um, I've been pretty into, like, making, like, stir fries just with, like, frozen stir fry veggies with, like, some seitan and some cashews for some nice healthy fats. Um, Like, sushi rice bowls with, like, edamame, some sort of, like, miso tahini drizzle or avocado. And then just, like, a big salad with roasted veggies just to kind of bulk up my salads because I think like a lot of salads it's like here's like a one grape tomato and like one garbanzo bean have fun like trying to convince yourself that you're full from that so i think like really you can like make a salad be like a really like full like fulfilling and like nourishing meal if you like add it add in like the right components yeah and then yeah like soup in the winter that's probably what i'm gonna have for tonight nice i don't know what i'm eating later but i'll probably do a zert potato like an afternoon snacky snack as y'all know about uh, but pantry recs, yeah, I say, like, if you're living at home with your parents, it's easy to look at what, maybe do a pantry scan of everything your parents have, kind of make notes if certain things have eggs or butter or milk, and then see the next time you're grocery shopping with your parents if you could buy an alternative that doesn't have it. Like, a lot of breads can be vegan. A lot of pasta can be vegan. Um, so that could be an easy switch, because I know as a kid, we'd always go grocery shopping with my mom. So... If it was, like, a snack foods, too, like, they have vegan, like, Cheez-Its or vegan, like, corn chips or something. So making those small tweaks to be like, hey, well, if we buy this one, everyone in the house can eat it. That's kind of a way to compromise if you're not living on your own. Um, And then, yeah, I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten more comfortable buying extras. Like, I still, I don't even have to make a grocery list. Emma and I buy the same same shit all the time. Uh, Like, I know I need, like, a, a container of lettuce for, like, my meals. I know I need rice and beans and oats and nuts. But the fun extras, I think I've really only gotten into this past year or so. I used to just be eat very boring diet. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'll have like beans and rice and avocado. 
for like a meal with lettuce and that's like good obviously that's like the most affordable way to eat but i think if you have like extra money at the end of the month or want to budget for like more of the wellness things um once again they're not necessary but it can be fun to have kimchi when you're making a rice bowl instead of just like a hot sauce or like having no extras so it can make your meal a more exciting but it can add up if you're buying a lot of like the vegan like uh what's alternatives alternatives yeah like the fake meats and the cheeses and stuff so i would say like 80 percent of your budget and diet this isn't like a fucking money podcast but 80 percent of it should just be the staples and then yeah venture out into like fun things as you can and as you like want to yeah funny question <laughs> we should make a meme about this can i just drink celestial tea in, instead of adaptogens um and i said do both girl um emma and i love our celestial tea we have been trying to find one of the best flavors it's called sugar cookie sleigh ride it tastes like a sugar cookie it's the best tea ever have not found it all winter and it is december it is mid-december and i don't know why there is a lack Where's this? There's demand. Like, I am the only. Yeah, ma- they got like the watermelon flavor out right now, but like no sugar cookie sleigh ride. So girlies, if you're in New York and you see it, let us know because Kate and I will literally buy out like the entire like celestial seasoning sugar cookie sleigh ride. If I have my it. I have <laughs> my picket sign ready to go outside of grocery stores and just sit on the floor, chain myself to the door, saying "Put the fucking sleigh ride out, or I will never purchase from your store again." I'm willing to boycott every <laughs> single place. Maybe I should order online. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, like, an option, but... I've never looked online. You know, Bengal Spice and, like, Cinnamon, Apple, whatever it's called. Yeah. Those, those and then we just be doing Bengal Spice. Yeah. So, drink your adaptogens, drink your tea. I feel like tea... Do both at the same time if you want to get quirky and random. Yeah, I feel like tea for me is, like, a bedtime thing. I don't really drink tea midday. No. But I feel like adaptogens are, like, my morning thing to counteract being over-caffeinated from coffee. I don't really drink adaptogens before bed. No. I'm not like, mm, I want, I don't know, maybe. I just, I'm like, okay, give me the tea, <laughs> give me my magnesium. Next question. Um, being on a health and wellness path, I feel conflicted about weed or alcohol. So this was like a question about like, do you kind of like, I guess, do you think that like incorporating weed and alcohol, you can still be like involved in wellness and health? And I would say absolutely. Like there's no reason to cut things out. I feel like a lot of diet culture is like, cut out all alcohol, cut out all refined sugar, cut out all grains, cut out all dairy. And that's like a really difficult thing to do overnight. It's not going to be sustainable in the long term if you just cut everything out that you're so used to. Yeah, I would say if you'll notice you feel better um, after cutting things out, then try them. But I don't drink just because I like literally don't feel anything from it. But I have drank before. Um, so it's all about, like, the lifestyle, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, again, it's all about balance. And I think that's, like, what health and wellness should be all about, not, like, being perfect. And yeah. I think just, again, kind of everything in moderation. And if you feel good um, drinking, like, alcohol or smoking weed, then by all means. Like, I occasionally drink here and there. Um, it's usually just on special occasions whenever I'm with my family. Maybe, like, a glass of wine or a cocktail. But... Yeah, and I don't feel like you're a failure if you do smoke or drink this again. Totally. Like, there's, there's no one's perfect, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong about partaking in such substances. Yeah, and, like, wine is also, like, I mean, this is, like, kind of, like, a dicey, I don't think it's, like, true, like, necessarily 100% either way, but, like, wine can be very healthy for you. Like, I would just not think about it as, like, a health thing, yeah. right? Like, 
I don't know. I, I eat ice cream and I'm not like, oh, like, is this my like wellness food? I'm just like, oh, this is something I want to eat because I'm enjoying it. So yeah. I feel like it's another thing where like 80% of your diet or like lifestyle is being about health and wellness. Like you can make compromises to do other things, but I don't even view it as a really a compromise. No. Um, vegan pancake recipe. <laughs> Emma and I normally cook oats, but when we do use pancakes, we use a very specific flour. I came across it. I don't really know how actually. I was searching for like a crepe recipe or something and it came up um, using Bob's Red Mill garbanzo bean flour. So it's like a really high like protein content based compared to most flours. So it binds really well. You just can like mix it with like, I mean, you could mix it with water <laughs> if you want to <laughs> and make pancakes. Um, but I normally just mix it with some whatever milk I have in my plant milk. I have in my fridge apple cider vinegar, baking soda, powder, cinnamon, vanilla, Put it on the, put it on the, what's it called? Like the, the skillet. The skillet. The let it go and you got vegan pancakes. I know a lot of the vegan pancakes that I feel like I made when I was in high school were like blending oats, mash a banana, let it like chill for a long time, give it love. And I was like, this is taking too fucking long. Those so. have like never flipped for me. No. Garbanzo bean flour pancakes. Success rate, I would say at least like 90%. I stand Bob's Red Mill. Ugh. I've Emma sent me that one TikTok of the girl going to the factory. Yeah, like their visitor center in like Seattle, Washington, and it looked literally like a dream come true. Like they have like goals. It's like a grocery store, but it's filled only with Bob's Red Mill products, and so that is on our on our list for 2021, maybe. Yeah, I could see us wilding out there. Um, Hopefully, we get this COVID vaccine in the veins. We can start making trips. (laughs) I would love to go to pay tribute to bob's red mill oh yeah uh, they're a loyal brand for us favorite water bottles for a long time i was going just reusing my mountain valleys girlies who be knowing be knowing um i have this one by the brand kinto it's like a very white sleek ceramic water bottle highly recommend emma um i used to like be like a mason jar bitch like in high school and i was like what what's the point of this? <laughs> um but yeah i again i just be using the basic bitch hydro flask it works. It holds a lot of water. It's, like, insulated, so it can be, like, hot or cold, and yeah. We love it. Uh, vegan cheese that doesn't taste like plastic. <laughs> Many of them do, so I understand. I feel like the Daya shit tastes like plastic. Yeah, I feel like the weird, like, the ones that come in, like, the block or the slices are yeah. just, like... Not it. Yeah, not it. Yeah. Not it. You gotta get a creamy spread, so I love Treeline. I don't know if that's local to New York. I feel like I haven't seen I it in Minnesota. I think I've seen it, like, in Whole Foods back home, but I could also be completely wrong. There's a brand called Sparrow. I get Instagram ads from them, like, every single day. I'm probably gonna get one after doing this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Instagram. Uh, there's one, one called Grand or Legrand. They make a nice little sesame and, like, a chive and onion one. Yeah, another few others are, like, the BioLife. I really like their feta. It, like, actually tastes like feta if you're into that. And then Monty's, I think this is just, like, only available in New York. And I think L.A. as well, like, at fucking Air One or whatever. But it's just, like, another creamy, like, cashew cheese. And yeah. their everything seasoning flavored one is very good. Have you you've tried Kite Hill? I have tried Kite Hill. Kite Hill's also another good one. I only really have had their cream cheeses i don't even i think they have like a ricotta but i don't know what else they offer but yeah kaito's another good one i've just seen them i feel like they're more accessible yeah maybe. um other ways to use chia seeds than chia jam Ooh, good question yeah um i mean you can make like chia seed pudding that's like a really like quick on the go like meal if you like have to like travel or be somewhere you know just like kind of mix it like i like a few tablespoons of it with like some milk maybe some nut butter spices 
Um, sprinkle on top of toast with like some nut butter and like sliced banana. Also just like a really good like quick breakfast. And then if you make like those little like date truffle energy bites, you can like mix them into like the, I don't know, the dough, I guess, if you want to call it that, or, or like roll them in. The batter, yeah. Yeah, so those are like other ways to get in your chia seeds. Or if you're baking ever, you always can use like a chia egg instead. So think about that too. Like I've made banana bread with chia eggs before in the past. Um, do you make your own nut milk, favorite nut milk brands? You know, Emma and I just are, you know, we're reformed vegans. <laughs> I like do everything else. I feel like in my life, I'm beyond the individual action of straining my fucking nuts that I sadly have not done it in decades. Yeah, I have kind of pivoted to like the convenience of store-bought. I was making it for a while and I was like, why am I spending like... You spend month- so much on nuts. Yeah, why am I spending like $12 on a bag of cashews just to then like milk them and then we eat cashews regularly so i would have to yeah. buy like twice the amount of cashews it was just a lot of yeah a lot of nuts in my possession i like to let as emma said the other episode the experts do it uh there's a brand called three trees they make a pistachio milk which is amazing they also have like an almond and a black sesame mm-hmm. i love that brand i think elmhurst has really good milks milkadamia makes macadamia nut milks which i really enjoy um Califia farms i know that's like True. kind of available everywhere their toasted coconut almond milk blend is like delicious um malk is another brand i know they have like pecan milk oh if you want to like tweak they have one that's like a pecan cold brew oh, yeah i'm gonna buy that when i'm home because that is that makes you mental that'd be cool <laughs> um and then one that i recently just bought it's called malibu milk i saw it in whole foods they have like it's like flax milk and i was like this is probably gonna taste like shit but honestly she hit so those are a few shout out malibu milk yeah Tips on returning to veganism. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, if you just, like, fell off the veganism path or maybe you had to stop for, like, health purposes or financial purposes, whatever it may be. But I would just say, like, ease back into it. You know, like, you don't have to go cold turkey. And if you know that's not going to set you up for success. Um, and, yeah, just, like, maybe do one plant-based meal a day and don't, like, feel bad that you stopped being vegan. Again, like, at the end of the day, like, the planet's going to fucking burn. Like, yeah. So I think just ease into it. That's my vibes. Like, food deserts, food accessibility. It's not all about your individual action. Obviously, that's not, like, abdicate your whole responsibility and just start going, like, doing whatever with your money in your wallet. Um, does matter to an extent, but it's not the end-all be-all. Next question, oat recipe. Well, Emma, well, this Saturday, mm-hmm. we're going to be having a live IGT live, so it'll be on Emma and my personal accounts. We'll be doing a little split screen. We're going to be making our oats 10 a.m. Eastern, so set a reminder so you can hop on the live. We'll take your questions during the live, before the live, because we want to, once again, build community. And we know the girlies love oats. Y'all really popped off on commenting your oat toppings. And so Emma and I want to do like a little a little chat. You can see our faces. See our faces. See what we be putting in the oats. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll drop our oat recipe then. Yeah. Um, one question that we got was like thoughts on starches and bloating. Um, some This person also said like they're trying not to restrict. They're like carbohydrates um so yeah like heavy starches especially like the processed ones can cause water retention but also like bloating is a natural and normal thing and it's like temporary i think in the past i would especially if you have like body dysmorphia like i feel you can get easily triggered with bloating especially i can too like sometimes i'll look in the mirror after eating meal i'm like wow i look like i'm six months pregnant pregnant and then i like spiral but I kind of have gotten over that. I'm like, you know what, whatever. Like, it's normal. It's natural. I'll wake up tomorrow morning and, like, everything will be fine. Um, 
But I would say if you're like, do kind of experience bloating from starches, maybe just eating in smaller quantities. Um, you can also, I know, eat like sprouted bread. Like I know the Ezekiel brand is really good because the sprouting breaks down the protein and carbohydrates in the grain. So like it's low glycemic and easier to digest. But also like don't let the fears of bloating stop you from eating your favorite foods. Like I always bloat when I eat potatoes. Like I know when I'm having dessert potato and I'm looking at it, I'm like, you're going to make me bloat, but like you're delicious and I'm not going to like restrict myself because of something like that. Yeah. And you also can um, soak your nuts or your, your nuts and your seeds and your beans before you cook them. That is something that's helped me a lot. Um, if you are like cooking from a can of beans, make sure you're always straining them in water because you'll get that kind of like that briny like gross liquid coming off of them and that often causes bloating uh i would just say like if you want to get really intense about it or like really focused on like why am i bloating i've noticed that like certain foods definitely cause more bloating than others like emma said so maybe being conscious about like what you're combining together like oh i always bloat after i eat beans with potatoes with this Uh, i think splitting up sometimes like really hard to digest stuff um because yeah i think beans for me sometimes can be really difficult to digest especially if you're eating like i think early vegan (laughs) days like i would be like okay i need to eat protein so i'm gonna eat an entire cup of beans or like a can of beans in one sitting and that's like a mess and a half so trying to once again have a more well-rounded diet where you're eating fats protein carbs at every meal versus like just going crazy like i'm gonna have a 13 bean soup like that could be a disaster for anyone (laughs) yeah (sighs) but you know Beans, beans, magical fruit, as they say in the business. (laughs) Next question section. A little bit smaller since we already kind of did this episode, but more supplements questions. So what's your favorite tonic, Emma? Ooh, um, well, I honestly, I, I know I am drinking like the yoga in the cup one from Wild One, but I would say a nice like little hot chocolate. Um, Wild One does have a cacao one and let me read like what they have in it. Yeah, it's like cacao powder reishi ashwagandha cinnamon nutmeg but i like love a good hot chocolate i always like grew up drinking hot chocolate actually when i was younger my grandma would always buy me this like it was like pink hot chocolate there's probably like some weird dye that made it pink but yeah i like anything that like especially like a spicy one like sometimes i'll add like cayenne powder to it um so that with like some ashwagandha cacao maca can't go wrong with that i've been you know idolizing the health god amanda chantal bacon (laughs) and she creates or has created this like popular tonic that like the moon juice hive does and it's called their dirt shot so it has chaga reishi and cordyceps and you like blend them together uh with like a very small amount of water and kind of take it as a shot to wake you up because sometimes i feel like if i make a tonic i like don't really do a good job of drinking it in like while it's still warm and then i have like half of it that's like lukewarm and the dust is all spread apart so for me sometimes taking like concentrated shots or like a matcha shot or something like that can be a better way to consume a tonic um next questions we got are about like supplements or like trying them out like do you have any that didn't work for you or like how have you sort of decided if something is working for you or not for me i've never really had any extreme adverse reactions Mm -hmm. to supplements once again the whole industry is not regulated it's a mess like I still think you can buy them and still realize, like, yeah, this is probably not going to do anything for me, which is, like, kind of an elitist and privileged thing to say, honestly. But I was, like, I need to take a B12 supplement in some way. Like, do I necessarily know if, like, ritual vitamin is working for me? No, because there's no way to test it unless you're getting blood work. It's not like you're going to wake up and your skin is going to be, like, 
so shiny and clean. I was going to say something to go along with this. Like a lot of like with supplements, it's not like some external thing that you're going to be able to yeah. notice. It's a lot of internals. So I think it's kind of more like if you notice like, oh, you have more sustained energy levels or you aren't always fucking cold all the time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like, like Kate said, like you're not really going to like fully know unless you maybe get like a blood test. But I think just kind of assessing like, just like how your like energy levels are. But and that's, again, also just like, you have to like also take these for like a really long time. It's not like, yeah, you can take like one pill and like, see if it'll work or not and that's the thing with supplements too like most people because of the marketing with supplements that it's all about like beauty supplements it's all the topical effects supplements are going to target internal health factors that's why you should be taking them you shouldn't be purchasing stuff like oh i'm taking collagen because i want my skin to like glow that's like could be an adverse effect you get from it but that's not why you're taking collagen like it is for like i understand there are like some topical effects that come from supplements but yeah, it needs to be targeted towards you. I understand there's a lot of marketing and, like, woo-woo shit out in the industry. But don't worry. Emma and I are going to help you through that. Yeah, yeah. The next segment we got uh, was New York City and life. Uh, you know, some girlies probably in the Midwest like us are like, what's it like over there in the Big Apple? And I'm sure everyone kind of has, like, this, like, dream if you don't live in New York. Like, what's New York like? Like, I want to live there. Um, so the first was, like, how to find an apartment in New York. Um it's definitely a competitive market. Um, there's, like, different websites that you can, like, use, like, Street Easy and... We both dormed it. Yeah. I then... There are a lot of Facebook groups, too, like Gypsy Housing. There was one called, like, NYU Students Off Campus, and it was a bunch of NYU kids that were like, any other juniors want to, like, go with, like, a, a find a place in this neighborhood? So that can be a way. It's honestly not as intimidating. I think, like, I've watched so many YouTube videos that are like apartment secrets to know like such clickbaity titles and i'm yeah. like it's literally not that difficult. yeah like i literally found my apartment in like two days Me it's too. a very like quick process so and quick. i think that's like something people probably don't really think about but yeah it's yeah. like very quick i like for my first apartment not the one that i'm in now i visited like 15 apartments with my mom and we went to like the depths of every single neighborhood it was like in the dead middle of august it was so hot and i end up finding a place that i didn't even visit and then i like signed the lease right when i got there so the only thing i feel like people often talk about like i'm on our not you know renting advice but the only thing that i think is a major thing is like you have to be ready to sign pretty quickly because yeah. apartments if you have like a really good apartment or like you're talking to the landlord there's a good deal they are going to be very like pressing like okay i need a decision by sunday so and there's like a lot of paperwork they need so yeah it, yeah it's not that bad though um yeah. what are you both studying looking for looking for career wise um so yeah kate and i are about to graduate um so i am studying or I guess like my major is in fashion business and I have a specialization in buying. So I'm kind of just like more on the business side of the fashion industry. And then I have a minor in ethics and sustainability. So I'm definitely just kind of interested kind of doing anything like on the business side, a little bit of like merchandising, buying and planning. And I am a sucker for a good Excel sheet and selling report. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of it. I also want to maybe like integrate or do something like in the wellness fear at some point but that's kind of where I'm at right now yeah I'm in a school where you make your own major I came here studying fashion I worked in the industry for a bit I worked in nonprofits. did a bunch of random stuff um I still haven't really decided what my major is called because I don't want to like narrow myself too much with my major but I would say 
it's like a brief kind of summary. It's a lot about political persuasion and political power building um, in relation to like legal studies and litigation, legislation, and then mostly in relation to the climate crisis. So mostly I would say the questions that I'm framing my major are sort of like, what is the best way to uh, affect change in relation to climate change in the next 10 years? Like what levers of power within governmental institutions are ripe for political change? So that's like kind of answers the career thing. Like I'm looking to get involved in any way that is something in relation to building political power to support the climate movement. Um, Career wise, I don't know. I might run for office. I might work for a nonprofit. I might do social media work for different like climate advocacy groups. I might run for um, or work for someone's campaign. So it's all up in the air. Um, The job market is slim and I am stressed out that I just spent all this time at this school and now I'm like, I got nothing dogs, but it's COVID's, COVID's yeah, fault. Not our bit. fault. Um, yeah. thoughts on spicy moon. Um, I have been here. This oh, is like it's a, a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> it's a restaurant. Um, it's in the East village. Um, it's good. It's like vegan, like Szechuan, kind of like Asian Chinese food. I went there on a date once and with a few friends. It's good. They have this like spicy, like Don Don noodle dish. That's pretty good. They have like some wontons and chili oil. I recommend if you're, like, looking to try something new. Yeah, there's a lot of other Asian places. I feel like Emma and my favorite is Luann's, yeah. all Asian vegan ginger. There's a lot of buzzwords <laughs> yeah. in it. It's called Luann's. Just search Luann's, like, wild ginger or something and on Yelp, and you'll find it. Um, thoughts? Or how do you like a N- NYC? Uh, I love it. I always, like, kind of kid to myself. I'm like, am I going to die in New York? Like, am I going to live here for the rest of my life? Am I going to be a New Yorker? But I'm also like, okay, if you want to have kids, this is not it. I babysat my freshman year and like taking this small child like through the Times Square subway stop was not cute at all. The cost of housing and living. I feel like there's a lot of calculations that I'll make when I'm like 30 about if I want to live here. But for the time being, I mean, my lease is up till next October. So I'm here. Yeah, um, I like New York as well. Um, I definitely just enjoy like the energy and just like how everyone's constantly busy and doing something. It's very inspiring. And also for someone who's like kind of an introvert, I like it's like nice that I can kind of feel like I'm still part of something without having to like talk to anyone. Yeah. Just like walking down the street, like it's enough like social interaction for me. I think if I lived in the middle of nowhere, I would like lose it because yeah. I would outgoingly like, I'm going to go host a dinner party with 12 people. I would like go in the woods and go on a walk every day alone and then like spiral yeah so it is excuse me it is good to see people it is good to like have um run-ins and interactions and like know that there's a friend over there know that there's an event going on um so it is like i think you don't feel as lonely here yeah. i would say which is nice for us personality wise <laughs> got this like three times kate how did you meet your boyfriend oh wow i'm funny you all ask um you all a lot of people were dming me like did you guys just like meet in the park and like he swept you off your feet? Uh, we did meet in Washington Square Park, which is a cursed dating location for me most times. But we matched on real Tinder. So not as romantic as, you know, I'll, I guess I could have faked a story about how we met. <laughs> I was looking at sweet potatoes and he reached for the same one as me and it was super cute. But no, um, we talked a little bit. Uh, I was kind of over dating apps uh, for a while and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to start telling dudes that I'm jump roping. And so I was messaging him about jump roping. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to jump rope in my building. And then I was like, okay, like, let's just see how this goes, whatever. It was Sunday. We made plans to hang out on Tuesday. And we met in the park, you know, like, mask on, talking and everything. And then we hung out again on Friday that week and then became official. So it happened very fast. Um, but it felt different. It's like the whole, like, you know, when you know. 
um yeah uh shout out greg he's my home dog um i send him this man has supplements girlies he has sex dust in his possession at this apartment he's the one (laughs) he has cold magnesium he has bitters from alexis alexis smart who's like a health god um so really happy uh i would say you know swiping is toxic and messy and necessarily like i wasn't like oh yeah this guy's gonna be my boyfriend when i matched with him like i feel like going into any sort of dating app thing being like this is the one which i have done in the past it's like this guy looks perfect we're talking about everything but it just happened and yeah so tinder shout out tinder uh sponsor the podcast (laughs) thank you uh skincare episode uh kate and i I, skincare is a conspiracy in my opinion um maybe maybe we'll drop it but my knowledge like slim to none (laughs) if anyone has connects to the dewey dudes and is listening uh maybe we'll do a crossover pod with the dewey dudes that'd be fun that'd be fun (laughs) and you guys listen to them they're another fire meme page that makes skincare memes i'm assuming it's like someone that doesn't know anything about wellness probably scrolls on our page and is like haha that's how I am on their skincare memes. I'm like, niacinamide. Like, haha. Like, I get it, but I don't. So, Dewey Dudes, if you're listening, uh, hit us up. Uh, got our emails in the description. <laughs> or slide into the DMs. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything. <laughs> Getting over imposter syndrome. Um, I still struggle with this. I think, like, any woman has had some sort of self-confidence issue, whether it relates to self-image, dating, body image, career, like... There's a lot of weird, I think, places and ways to be a woman in the world. For me, it's, like, beyond what other people say of you. Like, uh, my friends and family can tell me that I'm smart and going to do this, but it's a lot about internal reflection. Uh, One thing I often do is, like, look at maybe where you were a year ago. And it's not, like, achievements on paper that are going to make you happy. Like, oh, I I didn't have the job I have now a year ago. Like, that's not anything that lights me up, but... It's realizing, I think, how you reacted to problems, how maybe efficient or, like, a good, like successful you were. Like, I've gotten a lot better at writing and communicating, and that's something that's, like, an intangible factor. So, yeah, it's very internal. I think just, like, compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. Uh, social media and everything is difficult to feel like everyone else is doing a lot more than you, but it doesn't matter, dog. Like, and when I say this a lot when you're talking about social media, like... You could scroll on someone's Instagram. I don't even know what someone posted yesterday. So if you think, like, the eyes are on you all the time, people are probably swiping past your stories and don't even know what's up. So don't feel like there's a pressure to, like, impress everyone. No. That kind of relates to the next one, how to maintain healthy body-mind relationship as you see your body changing, which I'm on, I have dealt with. um, And still dealing with. um, I feel like it's, like, yeah a very difficult thing yeah i've i mean i was like jump roping yesterday and i was like looking in the mirror and i was like wow my body looks a lot different but then i was like does it (laughs) i was like i really don't know what i looked like a month ago but i think like the overall kind of thought that i go back to and i'm really struggling is like your body is a function to get places like i want to be the crazy runners that i see when i when they're 80 and they're still out there like going at like a very slow pace like I want to have a long life um like my dad has had like three heart attacks and him having to like go walk every single morning just so he can like be a part of the family that's another like motivating factor um so thinking about if you want to ever have a family have kids one day that you're going to be present healthy for like all aspects of their life there are long-term effects from like not having healthy body functions Mm -hmm. like if you're not going to take it seriously like you will have like osteoporosis at a very young age. So 
that's kind of the stuff I think that it's not just like the appearance stuff that ever changed it to me. It was always like being really deathly afraid of like, shit, am I not going to be able to like walk when I'm 50 years old with my kids or my grandkids or like mm-hmm. when I'm older? Yeah. Um, another question we got was like, how has your workout routine changed? Like, has it changed because of COVID slash like how to stop viewing exercise as a way to burn calories? The second question we might touch on in like our next coming episode yeah. about like wellness, but I mean, like, yeah, so the gym's obviously closed, and I kind of, like, freaked. I was, like, that was, like, where I, like, went to work out because, like, I don't personally run. So I definitely just, like, started doing more low-impact stuff, just, like, a lot of walking, and I started just doing Pilates. Um, I would sometimes do hit in my apartment, and I realized, like, I did not like the home workout videos, like, on YouTube. So I just kind of, like, did my own stuff. But I would mainly just say, like, yeah, like, more low-impact stuff and just, like, taking more rest days and listening to my body um, I think especially early on in quarantine, it was hard because, like, everyone was, like, look at me doing, like, the Chloe Ting challenge. Oh or, like, look at me, like, doing fucking yoga. And it was, like, definitely very triggering for me. Yeah, and it's also, like, on that point, I felt the same thing. And it was so much about self-image. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. We all were bored. We all inside. And there is that, like, pressure to, like, show people that you're doing stuff. But it was, like, people that I feel like I had never seen, like, doing so much, like, working out. And I was just kind of, like, why is everyone on my feed doing these, like, weird, like two-week burn 75-pound workouts. Like, it's it was so unnatural and annoying and forced that then it added, like, a pressure that was like, shit, I'm not doing that. I gotta go do my Chloe Ting bullshit. Like, I got... Yeah, once you're comparing, I think, you're working out to other people, that's when it gets to, like, a messed up place. I've definitely been in that place, too. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, everyone around you, you know, you always can mute people on Instagram. I have been doing that a lot. People that trigger you, if you're uncomfortable to f- unfollow them... Just give them a fresh mute. They don't got to know. No. And then, yeah, how to, like, stop viewing exercise as a way to burn calories. Um, Just focus more on, like, the mental benefits. And I feel like when you focus on the calories, it just kind of ends up feeling, like, some sort of punishment or chore. And it'll just lead to burnout. And, yeah, set fitness goals and not weight goals, girlies. And, like, all those... those um fitness tracker apps they're like not even accurate so it's like what's the even or the watches the fitbits like yeah they're not going to be accurate like just relax i've i was thinking about like oh yeah like i would love to kind of know because emma and i are always like oh my god how much should i be eating like maybe i should be eating seven thousand calories more than what i'm eating or like am i doing too much or too little so it's like maybe have some sort of a baseline about like how much you want to work out every day how much you want to eat every day but also like the number stuff is like not going to be it at the end of the day. When you think about how our ancestors ate, like hunters and gatherers, calories weren't a concept. Like they ate till they were full. They stopped when they were, or they ate till they were full and like stopped when they were full. They had to do tasks. So trying to get back to that relationship with food, I know intuitive eating is something I still struggle with a lot. Um, I think anyone who's coming from eating disorders, it might not be the most healthy thing to do because you might not have solid hunger cues. So that's something to take it individually yeah. um do you drink we kind of touched on this um yeah. i occasionally but not that's a lot so yeah. yeah i've drank at like weird like family weddings but that's what i um favorite workout wear brands um i am a girlfriend collective stan um i'm sure you guys have like seen them i feel like they've definitely have like grown in like popularity as of late they're kind of known for using a lot of uh like recycled water bottles in their products and i know you can like turn in your stuff to like they can break it down and like make it into new girlfriend stuff and they also have like they're really good when it comes to like having a wide range of sizes um but yeah i like them because like i feel supported and it's like good for higher intensity stuff and it fits onto my body type which i think is really key for 
when you're like trying to find like workout wear because you want to feel like confident especially if you're you know you're just starting your fitness journey or you just like have bad body image like me um it just like feels good to like feel good in something I know Kate you like to wear a lot of like outdoor voices stuff yeah once again it was a fit thing for me I think growing up playing volleyball I wore a lot of Nike and Adidas and Under Armour and like having tight volleyball spandex on all the time it's like a constant self-image of a sport uh but I never felt quote supported in my workout gear I was like this is my uniform it was never like oh I'm choosing to wear this brand and now I've like pretty much only have girlfriend and outdoor voices and I feel so much better about it um yeah it's a lot about function formality so based on like colder weather I'll change it up in like material and stuff but I also just wear a lot of like random old like t-shirts and sweatshirts to work out in I'm not really like a workout tank or like t-shirt like I'm not going to spend $40 on like a cotton t-shirt when I can just wear like a thrifted one I have to work out in but I always make sure I have like leggings or like shorts or something and like a sports bra that is like an actual athletic performance wear brand Um, next we have jobs we've had (laughs) um yeah so I think probably just like mainly just like jobs that we've had in New York I'm assuming um so I freshman year I like nannied uh for this girl in like the Upper East Side for my first semester and then I worked at anthropology for about like a year and a half I honestly loved it um I developed like really great friendships and it was just like I think it's like important to like have some sort of like job um and just like have that experience and then and time management yeah time management for sure and I like growing up like I always had a job like in high school like I've been working since I was 15 I was a competitive swimmer so like I was just very used to like having a very busy and lifestyle and so it was nice to have like a lot of structure in my life through that and then I got an internship um for a company in Soho and I was with them for about like eight months and then that's kind of all that I've had in New York. I, like, haven't really jumped around to, like, a lot of different places. Like, when I, like, find a place, I just kind of, like, stay there for a while. Yeah. But a lot of, like, different type of stuff. So, when I came to New York, I was playing volleyball. So, that took up a lot of my time. Uh, I started interning for a designer, Miriam Nisarzadeh, MNZ. I see her. Our queen. Our queen. I love MNZ. Um, so, I was working in production, fashion production there for a year. My sophomore year, I decided I wanted to do more political stuff, so I interned for the National Organization for Women. I was a women's rights intern there, doing a lot of legislative policy in relation to what was happening up at the New York Capitol in Albany. I started to take over their social media stuff when I finished the internship, uh, kind of became their social media manager. I think youngest person in the office, you kind of get tasked with that type of stuff anyways, and they were like, do you want to just do it? And I was like, sure. Uh, going into my junior year, I remember career advice girlies. I applied to over 40 internships going into my junior year for the summer internship. I really wanted to have that summer in DC that everyone in politics talks about where you go intern on the hill, you go like run uh, on the Supreme Court steps, like you get the really kind of busy, hustly job. I really wanted to have that like gritty internship for one summer. Applied to everything you possibly could. Applied to the ACLU, I applied to Planned Parenthood, applied to Media Matters, I applied to work for direct Congress people I really wanted to. So many cover letters, resumes everywhere, I got nothing. I had I had a decent amount of job experience for being a sophomore in college, no, nothing, crickets. I didn't even get replies saying, no, thank you, like, we're not interested in you. Met my boss, um, Morgan, if you're listening, I know you follow the meme page, <laughs> um, uh, met her from a friend of a friend at a party. The only time I, a social gathering has ever really gone well for me. Um, and I remember I DM'd her because I heard about her starting this government tech platform. 
and we met for coffee and she hired me on the spot. Uh, so I was her research assistant at what is called Super System. So we were creating a, a startup to make .gov sites easier. So when it goes to applying for a visa, applying for citizenship, getting your passport picture done, getting your driver's license, getting a real ID, all these government things are in different parts of the bureaucracy. They're in different agencies. So every time you have to go to you know, the uh, DMV to get your godforsaken real ID and gather all your documents, you have to do this for every single process at a different time. So we wanted to integrate this into a digital platform. Like we were thinking, you know, you have everything at your hands with like things like Facebook and Instagram. Why the hell is there not an easy way to interact with your local and state government and federal government? So I worked for her for like a year and a half. Uh, COVID, I have been laid off just due to like financial constraints and like kind of trajectory of where like everything in the country has been going. Um, so yeah, I have been uh, unemployed since, but I also worked retail. Um, I worked at Outdoor Voices for like a year and a half. Uh, then I was like in an ambassador position from them just because my schedule got too busy. And then I also worked retail at Cat Beauty. Because uh, a lot of you guys were like, how did Kate like learn about wellness stuff? Or like, it seemed kind of like a blip of my identity. Um, but I worked at this like hippie green beauty store in the West Village, a beautiful place. Um, now closed, but I think online available shopping in the pandemic. But yeah, had every supplement in the under the sun, all your sun potion, all your moon juice. Uh, truly a safe place over there. But that's all the questions we got. Uh, we have a little bit of an outro. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like a little music. I was gonna do like top albums of like 2020, but then I realized like I didn't listen to any albums that came out in 2020. Uh, <laughs> sorry, girlies. I like don't really care about Phoebe Bridgers or Fiona <laughs> Apple. Um, I guess yeah. like Miss Anthropocene by like Grimes came out in 2020. Could have sworn that was 2019. So I guess that. Mm, true. Um, the Mordecai album by Kroonbin. But so a few albums that I did listen to in 2020 that did not come out in 2020 um the reward album by kate Lebon. i'm i think you guys would really enjoy that sad nudes is really good home to use it also another good track um i've been into like a lot of like arabic funk and like soul stuff um so the wede harguzo album by like the dalek band and halo mergia i butchered that entire thing very good great album to cook to um modern life by yako i kalebi i think he's like swedish good good tunes as well and the Sada Bonaire, self-titled, I think they're, like, German, perhaps, but it's, like, just, like, a good disco nightlife album if you want to, like, get groovy. Um, so that's my little music um, section. If you want to feel like you're not trapped in your home and get away. Um, yeah, maybe Emma can drop a playlist for y'all if you'd like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my segment is a politics chat. I know I've been getting a lot of politics questions but honestly girlies there's nothing happening in the country right now there is actually a lot happening in terms of congress is deciding the next stimulus package what's going to be included in there but we're in like a transitional period if you want to think about appropriations timelines because we're moving into a new fiscal year and transition of a new administration so i would say the best thing to be tapped into politically is obviously the georgia senate runoff seats because if the democrats don't take these seats Mitch McConnell can stop any legislation, whether that be a stimulus bill, whether that be the Green New Deal, whether that be a Supreme Court nomination, any sort of appointment that Biden has to make to any sort of executive agency could get stopped by Mitch McConnell. So there's a few organizations to do uh, voter outreach, whether that be phone banking, text banking, sending letters, donating, if that's kind of your main method of advocacy, sharing on social media if you have a platform. 
Um, in terms of like how to get involved, I would say look at the candidates directly, look at organizers on the ground. Do not give your money to the National Democratic Party. Do not ever. Do not ever give to national organizations the National Party. A lot of it will go to dealing with their website design, dealing with social media shit that's not related to what you actually want to give it to. So definitely give to the most local, hyper-focused thing you can in relation to any sort of political donation as like a general rec. Uh, But beyond that, the main thing that I have been focusing on politically is Biden's appointment. So there's a lot of progressive pressure for him to listen to the young people and people of color that gave Biden his victory, basically, um, in terms of like a favor of him appointing progressive people to head the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, Deb Holland is in the running to become Secretary of Interior, which would be really great for indigenous solidarity and sovereignty because we've never had anyone indigenous run in like a cabinet position. Um, fucking Pete Buttigieg is now something, of, I think, Secretary of Transportation, even though he's like it just proves, you know, shitty white men can do anything. He's run the South Bend, Indiana uh, disaster. But I would say keep your eye on who's being appointed. Uh, as of yesterday, there's now picks to who's going to run the Environmental Protection Agency. It's a former head of the National Resource Defense Council. So that was like a pretty good pick that was both viewed favorably from progressives and centrists. So that's kind of what I've been looking at. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit more on my own platform once I graduate and talking about what's up uh, for politics in 2021. But yeah, a lot is weighing on this Senate seat. So make sure we're doing what we can with that. And then, yeah, kind of January 2021 is where we're going to figure out what else happens politically. Um, hopefully we get some stimulus relief bills because people are hurting. That's that's the dust debate. Dust debate. Um, thank you again, Wild One, for giving us the goodies. They're very delicious. Uh, I definitely recommend getting some adaptogens from them if you want to. They're pretty affordable, and yeah, they have lots of different blends, so you can get whatever you know to tailor your needs. Um, and they're pretty like they're once again affordable in the sense like if you're gonna go spend three dollars on a coffee, a single sachet would be equivalent to that. And their dusts are, like, targeted, so you're not buying, like, the strict, like, I'm just buying ashwagandha. It has, like, a multi-components multi in their dust, so you don't have to be, like, the most fluent in what exactly you should take. They are targeted towards needs. Their website's very tailored and informative. Um, as we said before, we're going to be doing an oat check on Saturday, so make sure you're tuned in on the Instagram. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, you will set a nice little calendar remark um, but we'll be posting about the meme page about oats and shit, uh, because oats are always priority. Yes, um, don't forget to follow the meme page, follow Kate and I, review on Apple Podcasts, and if you guys have any suggestions for, like, stuff that you also want to hear, let the girlies know. And next week, we're really excited. We're going to be coming to you live with an episode talking about the difficulties of the wellness industry, because, you know, there's a lot out there that I think is ripe for breaking down there's a lot that's fucked up out there so we're really excited for that episode because i think it'll be relatable to a lot of you and then yeah emma and i are going to be graduating college we're going to be headed home both getting tested for covid being safe and everything but we haven't you know seen the fam in a while um so that's kind of our calculation next we're going to be potting from the midwest so look forward to some episodes where emma and kate try to find sea moss (laughs) at random grocery stores in minnesota and nebraska But I think that's it. Emma, you got anything else to add? 
That's all, man. That's all. Adaptogens in us. We're feeling good. Um, Thank you guys for coming to the dust debate. You know where all of our socials are. You know where to find us. Follow, listen, share. But thank you.